The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Although you might not know this, age-related disease and health decline can start in our 60s, our 50s, our 40s, even our 30s. What you don't know can harm you. But with the right knowledge about your health and your body, these age-related issues can be prevented or even reversed. You'll get that knowledge today on Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. Dr. Bogard and her guests will answer your questions about your health. We want you to age gracefully. Now, here is Dr. Denise Bogard. Good morning. This morning, we're, we're going to discuss thyroid disorders. Um, in the last few weeks, I've covered a number of topics, cardiovascular health, uh, hormone replacement, diabetes, inflammation. When I sit down with a patient, I try to show them how everything is interconnected. And when I get into the thyroid, what I'll try to explain and show you is that when you've got thyroid disorders, it really affects everything else in the body. I see the lipids being off. I see the sex hormones being off. I see the adrenal glands being off. I see the blood sugar being off. Many times there's inflammation related to the thyroid and, and uh, the inflammation itself makes the thyroid disorder much worse. Um, so what is the thyroid gland? Well, it's a butter-shaped, butterfly-shaped organ that's located in the neck. It's below the thyroid cartilage and that's known as the Adam's apple. The thyroid is a small organ. It weighs less than an ounce, but it is responsible for so many important functions in the body. Every single muscle, organ, and cell in the body depends on adequate thyroid hormones to achieve and maintain optimal functioning. The thyroid acts as the body's metabolic regulator. In a hypothyroid state, the thyroid gland is releasing inadequate amounts of thyroid hormone to meet the metabolic demands and the metabolic rate is reduced. In a hyperthyroid state, the thyroid gland is releasing excess amounts of thyroid hormone, which results in an elevated metabolic rate. The thyroid gland secretes only a small amount of thyroid hormone, but it is impossible for the body to function at an optimal level of health if there is inadequate production of thyroid hormone. What are some of the symptoms of hypothyroidism? Brittle nails, cold hands and feet, cold intolerance, 
constipation, depression, difficulty swallowing, dry hair, dry skin, dry and itchy ear canal, elevated cholesterol, eyelid swelling, fatigue, hair loss, high cholesterol, hoarseness, hypotension, an inability to concentrate, infertility, loss of the outer third of your eyebrows, loss of eyelashes or thinning of eyelashes, menstrual irregularities, muscle cramps, muscle weakness, nervousness, poor memory, poor night vision, puffy eyes, a slow heartbeat, and occasionally throat pain. So the thyroid itself produces two major hormones. The first one is T4, commonly known as T4. It's called thyroxin. And the other one is T3, which is triiodothyronine. These two hormones work inside the cells of the body, primarily influencing the metabolism of the cells. The thyroid hormone helps the cell produce energy. When inadequate amounts of thyroid are produced, the metabolism of the cells of the body will decline and the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism will be present. The thyroid gland produces much more T4, that's the thyroxin, approximately 80%, than T3, only about 20%. However, the T3 is much more active than the T4. It's about 300% more active. And T3 is the thyroid hormone that actually increases the metabolism inside the cell. The majority of T4 is converted into T3 inside the cells of the body. A pituitary hormone known as TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, is secreted and causes the thyroid gland to release thyroid hormones. TSH is very sensitive to both T4 and T3. When the body has adequate amounts of thyroid hormone available, TSH levels are normally lowered so that the thyroid hormone can lower its production of hormones. But what are the problems with relying solely on the TSH for diagnosing hypothyroidism? When I was in med school, the gold standard was you rely on the TSH. And um, if your TSH is fine, then your thyroid production should be, should be adequate. One of the problems with this, it, with using the TSH as a complete guide to diagnose in hypothyroidism is first of all the range that we establish. The present range in conventional medicine 
is 0.5 to 4.5 milli international units per mil. Establishing a range for healthy aging, it's been shown that keeping the TSH between 0.3 and 2.0, most people will function with optimal thyroid function. Under certain circumstances, such as physical and mental stress, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, heavy metal toxicity, infections, and yo-yo dieting, a substance called reverse T3 can be produced. Reverse T3 is the isomer of T3, so it's the flip side of T3. It does not function like T3 does on the body, but it will feed back to the TSH and inhibit its production. So with a high reverse T3, the TSH can be low, but the person is clinically hypothyroid if their T4 or T3 levels are low. The reverse T3 works on the same receptors as the T3 does, the normal T3, but it doesn't have the same physiological benefits as the T3 does. And so it blocks a receptor and um, a person can remain hypothyroid. In my practice, I measure the TSH, the T4, the free T4, the T3, the free T3, and thyroid antibodies. And I attempt to balance each one of these aspects. Again, T3 is the active thyroid hormone that gets into the cells and runs <clears throat> the metabolic machinery. TSH is more, more reflective of the T4 levels than it is the T3. I've seen many p patients who have a normal T4 and normal TSH levels, but they have a low T3 and therefore have many of the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. Solely relying on TSH testing will miss many of these hypothyroid individuals that have low T3 levels. Many people do not adequately convert T4 into T3 and thus will be hypothyroid <clears throat> although the TSH range falls into normal. There are many reasons why a person will have problems converting T4 into T3. Certain nutrient deficiencies, including chromium, copper, iodine, iron, selenium, zinc, vitamin A, vitamin B2, vitamin B6, and vitamin B12 all decrease the conversion of T4 to T3. 
certain medications can also decrease the conversion, including beta blockers, oral contraceptives, estrogen, iodinated contrast agents, lithium, dilantin, steroids, and theophylline. A diet high in cruciferous vegetables, increased non-fermented soy, soy, aging, alcohol, diabetes, fluoride, lead, mercury, obesity, pesticides, stress, cigarette smoking, fasting, alpha-lipoic acid, a growth hormone deficiency, hemochromatosis, which is an iron storage disease, low adrenal states, malnutrition, especially low protein intake, and surgery can all decrease the conversion of uh, from T4 to T3. So there are many reasons to interfere with the conversion and increase the risk of hypothyroidism. The relationship between the thyroid function and iodine has been known for about 100 years. In order for the thyroid gland to make thyroid hormone, there must be adequate amounts of iodine present. In fact, T4 thyroid hormone has four iodine molecules attached to it, while T3 has three iodine molecules attached to it. When there is inadequate iodine levels in the body, the thyroid will be unable to make thyroid hormone. And the thyroid will be more prone to developing a goiter, which is an enlarged thyroid. Many areas of the world have soil that is poor in iodine. These areas have been referred to as the goiter belt because of the increased prevalence of goiters in people living in these areas. Goiter belts are found in inland countries, inland areas of countries, such as the Great Lakes Basin in the United States. Generally, areas near the ocean have soil that contains adequate amounts of iodine. Selenium is also important in the conversion of T4 to T3. Generally, areas deficient in iodine are also deficient in selenium. Zinc is also a cofactor for the enzyme that converts T4 
to T3. Zinc deficiency is fairly common. <clears throat> Vitamin C is an important antioxidant. And heavy metals can interfere with the conversion of T4 to T3. And vitamin C can help normalize the heavy metal conversion issue. Vitamins A and E will also generally improve thyroid function. And vitamin B12 is lowered in people that take acid-blocking medications. And it is impossible to have a properly functioning thyroid without adequate levels of B12 in the body. Alpha-lipoic acid is a vitamin-like antioxidant that is produced normally in the body. It is found in a few food sources, such as brewer's yeast, liver, and potatoes. Alpha-lipoic acid is used for various medical conditions, including liver disease, diabetes, HIV, and heavy metal toxicity. It is also used to stimulate the detoxification pathways in the body. In some individuals, alpha-lipoic acid can decrease the conversion of T4 to T3. When we get back, I want to talk about a phenomena called thyroid resistance. Um, very similar to insulin resistance, you can have thyroid resistance in the body. And, um, and I'll go into this further after the break. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with hosts Nancy Kerala and Dr. Chandra Bali Ghosh. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and the founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. And Dr. Ghosh is the chairperson of research and development for the C. diff Foundation. Together with their guests, we'll explore infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. What causes us to be sick? We're not talking about the actual illness or the scientific cause of illnesses. We're talking about your body and health. Listen for the healing whisper of Return to Peace. Each week, host Dr. Marianne Chase shows you how to listen to your heart to identify poor health, stress, and disease. You'll learn how to heal energetically and spiritually, as well as physically. It's time to depend less on the drugs and more on the heart. The Healing Whisper airs live every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. In the previous segment, I talked about diagnosing thyroid disease and how relying just on the TSH uh, can miss... So uh, much of the thyroid, the disease of hypothyroidism, um, I was taught to rely on the TSH. And as I've learned, if you just rely on the TSH, you'll miss about 80% of the people that are hypothyroid. I've seen many people in my practice that come in with a normal TSH and um they're put on level thyroxine, which is T4. And when we go to measure their levels, their T4 is actually high and their T3 is low and they're not converting the T4 to T3. And so there are other things that I have to look at to address that. So thyroid resistance is another condition which can create hypothyroidism. This is a condition where the target tissue for the thyroid hormone has a reduced responsiveness to thyroid hormone. The thyroid hormone is not able to bind effectively to the cells, resulting in signs of hypothyroidism. Thyroid hormone resistance is analogous to type 2 diabetes, where the body produces adequate levels of insulin, but the body is relatively insensitive to the insulin. Many times, a detoxification plan can reduce thyroid hormone resistance. Next, it is important to increase thyroid availability by correcting nutrient imbalances. And finally, thyroid-resistant patients may require larger doses of thyroid hormone. It's interesting to note that in individuals with thyroid hormone resistance, treatment with thyroid hormones can result in blood tests that may indicate a hyperthyroid state, but the person does not exhibit the signs of hyperthyroidism. Many people with long-standing fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome have various degrees of tissue resistance to the thyroid hormone. This would explain the improvement in these patients when they are treated with thyroid hormone in the face of normal thyroid blood tests. Also, the proper functioning of the hormonal system with the use of bioidentical natural hormones is integral 
to the healing system. And I'll talk a little bit more of that as we proceed. So the treatment of hypothyroidism varies greatly. The conventional approach is treating the hypothyroidism relies solely on using the synthetic derivatives of T4. That is level thyroxin sodium, more commonly known as synthroid, levothyroid, or unithroid. My experience has shown that just relying on the TSH monitoring and T4 treatment will miss many cases of hypothyroidism and result in suboptimal results. <clears throat> Again, I mention I look at the entire pathway and try to optimize thyroid function. If I use T4 derivatives, such as level thyroxine, I most frequently add T3, which is lyothyronine, to balance the T4 and T3. <clears throat> there are preparations <coughs> that use desiccated <coughs> glandular thyroid products. These are porcine, porcine de derivative from pigs. And those are Armour Thyroid, Nature Thyroid, and West Thyroid, which is WP Thyroid. Each one of these preparations have T4 and T3 in, together in one pill. When I look at those, um, I explain to my patients that they have varying degrees of fillers in them. My preference is actually the WP thyroid and the Nature thyroid over the Armour thyroid as the Armour thyroid contains gluten and corn and many people actually show some sensitivity to this when we do food allergy testing. Although this lecture is focused on thyroid function, it's important to look at all of the hormonal glands because they're so closely related. There's a synergistic effect when each hormone is balanced. When the thyroid is prescribed in a hypothyroid state, the metabolism of the body is increased. This increase in metabolism will in turn stimulate the adrenal glands to secrete more of their hormone, including hydrocortisone. Hydrocortisone is necessary to mobilize glucose out of the cells in order to supply energy to all the cells of the body. If the adrenal glands are weak and they're unable to increase their production of adrenal hormones, increasing the metabolism of the body with thyroid hormone can overload the poorly functioning adrenal glands and precipitate a failure in the adrenal glands. If the levels of adrenal hormones are suboptimal, strong consideration should be made for supplementing the physiological doses of adrenal hormones first. And in these cases, Thyroid hormone should not be prescribed until the adrenal glands are properly supported. It's also important to balance the DHEA, which is frequently low when 
thyroid levels are low. There's a close relationship <clears throat> also between testosterone levels and hypothyroidism. Researchers have shown that in hypothyroid men, testosterone levels are unusually low. Low testosterone may be a contributing factor to some of the signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism. Progesterone has the ability to facilitate thyroid function in the body and can be beneficial in both the hypothyroid and hyperthyroid state. When women are prescribed estrogen replacement, a large majority of these women may start to exhibit signs of hypothyroidism. Increased estrogen levels may lower circulating thyroid levels and it also may inhibit the conversion of T4 to T3. Birth control pills contain synthetic estrogen and progesterone and have been found also to inhibit the conversion of T4 to T3. Growth hormone is secreted by the pituitary gland. Adults lacking growth hormone have many signs of accelerated aging, like skin wrinkling, increased skin wrinkling, decreased energy levels, poor sexual function, increased body fat, and early signs of osteoporosis. Furthermore, accelerated cardiovascular disease is common in adults with human growth hormone deficiency. Thyroid hormone closely regulates the synthesis and release of growth hormone. People with thyroid disorders, including autoimmune thyroid disorders, often have severely depressed levels of growth hormone. Thyroid hormone therapy has been shown to raise the growth hormone levels as well as the testosterone, DHEA, and estrogen. <clears throat> Exercise enhances the body's natural release of growth hormone. Nutritional supplementation with amino acids has also been shown to raise growth hormone and a full night's sleep with restful sleep also enhances the release of growth hormone. Let's shift gears now and talk about autoimmune thyroid disease. So as I spoke last week on the immune system and inflammation, the immune system is our body's defense mechanism against infection. When a foreign invader, whether that's a bacteria, virus, or parasite attacks the body, the immune system goes into high gear in order to fight the infection. The immune system responds to these foreign invaders by producing substances 
known as antibodies, which fight the foreign organisms. These antibodies bind to the foreign substance and effectively neutralize the organism. This is one of our body's main defenses against infection. An autoimmune disorder refers to a condition where by the immune system malfunctions and it begins to produce antibodies against the body's own tissue. These same antibodies that are supposed to protect against infection now begin to attack the body's own tissue. Graves' disease and Hashimoto's disease are examples of autoimmune disorders of the thyroid gland. The body produces antibodies that attack the thyroid gland. These antibodies bind to cells on the thyroid gland which cause inflammation and often destruction of the thyroid gland. As the thyroid gland becomes more inflamed, it releases excess thyroid hormone. This excess thyroid hormone often causes the signs and symptoms of hyperthyroidism, such as fatigue, a goiter, heat intolerance, hyperactivity, hypertension, menstrual disturbance, nervousness, palpitations, sweating, tremor, weakness, and weight loss. Autoimmune thyroid problems often lead to hyperthyroidism initially, and then this can be followed by hypothyroidism later in the course of the illness. Women are diagnosed with autoimmune disorders much more frequently than men. For now, we'll focus on the autoimmune disorders of the thyroid. Many of the autoimmune and arthritic illnesses actually have an infectious etiology. Many infectious agents such as Borrelia, Brucella, Canada, Chlamydia, Coxilia, Hepatitis B, Mycoplasma, Neisseria, Parvovirus, Staphylococcus aureus, Streptococcus, and various Viruses are associated with autoimmune disorders. By treating this underlying infection, many times the symptoms of the autoimmune illness will significantly improve or resolve. Again, as I mentioned earlier, iodine deficiency predisposes the thyroid gland to damage. This is an oxidative damage. This oxidative damage is analogous to a small fire burning in the thyroid gland. The body's defense against this oxidative damage is to produce antibodies against its own thyroid tissue. 
these are an anti-TPO um, or an anti-TPG, TBG. Um, when I measure them, they're the TPO and the thyroglobulin on, on the testing. The cornerstone in treating these is to reverse the oxidative damage with antioxidants and to correct the iodine deficiency. The supplements most helpful in achieving this are iodine, and this dose varies, magnesium, about 2 to 400 milligrams per day, B2, which is about 500 milligrams a day, B3, which is about 300 milligrams a day, and vitamin C, fairly large doses, 3 to 5,000 milligrams per day. Again, zinc and selenium are also important in the conversion of T4 to T3. So Graves' disease was named after the researcher who first described the illness. Graves' disease is an autoimmune disease, and it's characterized by an enlarged thyroid gland and the production of thyroid antibodies. This often causes a hyperthyroid condition. In addition to the symptoms of hyperthyroidism, people suffering from Graves' disease often have abnormal nerve sensations, goiter, and protruding eyes. Briefly, I'll start on Hashimoto's, and then when I come back, I'll talk a little further about Hashimoto's because we see, uh, I see uh, the incidence of Hashimoto's is fairly prominent. I've got several patients in my practice with Hashimoto's. So Hashimoto's is a disease that's named after the Japanese surgeon who first recognized this disease, and it is also an autoimmune disorder in which the body produces a specialized type of white blood cell, a lymphocyte, which attacks the thyroid gland. And this results in an inflammatory response of the thyroid gland. The symptoms of Hashimoto's are varied. Um, When we come back from the break, we'll discuss Hashimoto's further. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? 
It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Healthy Aging with Dr. Denise Bogard. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to bogardhealth at gmail.com. And now, back to Healthy Aging. Good morning. Uh, This morning we're talking about thyroid disorders. And in the earlier segments, we talked about how to diagnose thyroid disease and how to treat it. And we got into a little bit of the autoimmune thyroid disorder as well as thyroid resistance. Um, In talking about autoimmune disease, we saw Graves' disease, which usually initially produces hyperthyroidism and then eventually hypothyroidism. Hashimoto's, again, as I mentioned, is a another type of autoimmune disease. The symptoms of Hashimoto's are varied. Usually you see a swollen thyroid gland known as a goiter. This is very common in Hashimoto's. The thyroid enlarges in size as the disease process impairs its function. The most common complaint people have is a fullness in the throat area. Initially, they may see signs of hyperthyroidism, but after a period of time, the thyroid burns itself out and hypothyroidism symptoms appear, such as fatigue, coldness, all the earlier symptoms we discussed. And blood tests show elevated levels of thyroid antibodies, including the anti-thyroid antibodies and the anti-microsomal antibodies. Hashimoto's can affect people of all ages, but it's most common among women in their 30s and 40s. Hashimoto's, like Graves' disease, is associated with other autoimmune illnesses, such as adrenal insufficiency, lupus, rheumatoid, arthritis, Sjogren's syndrome, multiple sclerosis, and scleroderma. The treatment of autoimmune thyroid problems can be very complex, especially when hyperthyroid symptoms are present. It's important to research for an underlying cause of the illness and supplement the body with basic nutritional therapy. This can involve dietary changes, medications, and nutritional supplements. In my practice, I look at food sensitivities in patients with autoimmune 
diseases such as Hashimoto's and Graves' disease. This is an IgG-mediated reaction as opposed to an IgE-mediated reaction. So in other words, you've got several immunoglobulins in your immune system. You've got IgG, IgE, IgM, and IgA, and they each have their own function. The IgE, you see more of the um, anaphylactic type or the rash and the wheel and flare. In the IgG, it's often linked to chronic inflammation and chronic activation of the immune system in disorders like migraines, fatigue, aching joints, gastrointestinal disorders, eczema, hyperactivity, ADD, asthma, obesity, and other autoimmune disorders. There's a clear association between gluten-containing products and autoimmune thyroid disorders. Gluten is the main protein found in many grains, including wheat, rye, barley, and others. As compared to grain products in the past, over the last 50 years, nearly all of our gluten-based grains have been genetically modified in order to supply significant increased amounts of gluten. This increased amount of gluten is wreaking havoc with our immune systems. Patients with autoimmune thyroid disorder also have a risk, an increased risk of celiac disease. Thus, patients with autoimmune thyroid disorder should be screened for celiac disease. Without the presence of celiac disease, studies have shown an improvement in thyroid illnesses when a gluten-free diet is followed. Researchers have shown an improvement in hypothyroidism and have been able to show a decreased need for thyroid medication when the gluten-free diet is followed. In addition to the problems with gluten, anyone suffering from an autoimmune thyroid disorder must avoid all products that contain aspartame. In the body, aspartame is metabolized into the toxic substance formaldehyde. It's the toxicity of the aspartame to the liver and other organs of the body that may exacerbate symptoms in autoimmune illnesses such as Hashimoto's or Graves' disease. Sucralose is chlorinated table sugar. Chlorine is part of the halide family. Iodine is also found in the halide family. So ingesting too much chlorine-containing products can cause the body to excrete iodine. The ingestion of sucralose can also worsen the iodine deficiency problems and worsen thyroid problems. To summarize autoimmune Treating autoimmune thyroid disorders can be very challenging. 
Treatments must be individualized. Sometimes it takes trial and error to find the best treatment for the individual. Treating the underlying causes of the illness, such as an infection, if it can be found, is the best course. By implementing dietary and nutritional support, most individuals with autoimmune thyroid disorders can significantly improve their condition. I've also used something called low-dose naltrexone in autoimmune disorders, especially the autoimmune disorders of the thyroid, with some beneficial effects. Let's look at our environment. It's very possible that our toxic environment is fueling the increased rates of thyroid disorders. It's estimated that about 40% of our population can be suffering from a thyroid condition. Common toxins may interfere with thyroid function. BPA is used to make specific plastics and epoxy resins. It's used in the manufacturing of plastic bottles, thermal paper in credit card machines, CDs, DVDs, the coating in metal-based soups, food, and beverage cans. It's very difficult to avoid exposure to BPA. BPA has also been shown to have estrogenic effects. It can bind to and activate estrogen receptors. It's been classified as an endocrine-disrupting compound. It's also been shown to block thyroid hormone receptors. Researchers reported that BPA exposure during development produced an endocrine situation similar to thyroid hormone resistance, and it can also cause hypothyroidism. Polybrominated diphenyl ethers, they're called PBDEs, and polychlorinated biphenyls, they're called PCBs, are ubiquitous to our environment. The PBDEs have been used widely as a fire retardant in carpet, electronic equipment, plastic, foam, and furniture. It can be absorbed from ingestion, contact with the skin, and inhalation. These PBDEs contain a toxic halogen called bromine, and I'll discuss this a little further as we proceed. The PCBs are widely used in coolant fluids and electric motors. Furthermore, they're used in paints, cements, pesticides, and sealants. Although the PCBs were banned in 1979, they still have caused havoc with the endocrine system because their half-life is very long. 
50% of the PCBs remain for many years after their disposal. PCBs can affect thyroid function as well as many other detrimental effects. Bromine is a halide in the chemical family with iodine, chlorine, fluorine, and astatine. Iodine is an essential nutrient for thyroid function. Again, the thyroid gland contains the highest concentration of iodine in the body. And it uses iodine to maintain the structure of the thyroid gland as well as making thyroid hormone. All of the glands of the body require optimal iodine levels in order to produce their hormones, including the ovaries, uterus, adrenals, prostate, and the testicles. Without adequate iodine levels, the thyroid cannot produce the thyroid hormone. When bromine levels are increased, the thyroid will absorb bromine and replace iodine with bromine, and this can result in hypothyroidism. It can also result in an increased risk of thyroid cancer and autoimmune thyroid disorders. So you can see lots of things in our environment actually disrupt the thyroid glands. There are several others. um, And so, you know, my advice would be to filter your water and to avoid pesticides and as many chemicals as you possibly can, including cleaning products in the home, fluoride in your toothpaste, and, um, and I also recommend in your deodorant to avoid the aluminum, which is another heavy metal. So to summarize in my practice, what I do when a person comes in is certainly evaluate all their entire hormonal status, including their sex hormones, their, their adrenal gland, and their thyroid hormones. With the thyroid hormones, I get the TSH, the T4 total, and free T4. I get the T3 free and total. I get thyroid antibodies. And if, I, if there's any um, elevation in the thyroid antibodies, I also look at food sensitivities to see what's actually triggering that inflammation. When I use thyroid replacement, uh, the options are to use levothyroxine and lyothyronine together or desiccated thyroid being WP thyroid or nature thyroid. And if I can't balance it, um, the other option that I've looked at is to actually compound it, the levothyroxine and lyothyronine in a slow release. As you can see, the treatment of thyroid is a little bit complicated and it takes a lot of individualized care to to optimize your thyroid function. 
But doing it can create great results. I've seen many of my patients lose um, several. I have patients that have lost 50, 30, 25 pounds after getting their thyroid balanced. Thank you and have a good morning. Thank you for joining us this week for Healthy Aging. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Denise Bogard, again next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again soon. 